when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Here we are breaking through with James Levesque. I am James Levesque, your host today. And guess what? I believe today is your day for a breakthrough. So tune in. We're going to be praying for you at the end. I believe God's going to invade your homes and your life will never be the same in the name of Jesus. I want to talk to you about a crazy subject. It comes up a lot. And if we're ever going to really understand faith, we have to understand this word, and the word is trust. Trust. I come from New England. I was born and raised there, and guess what? There's some sketchy people, man, meaning they're always looking at somebody sideways. It's hard to get in. People are pretty critical up there, man, looking at people with your angle. It's hard to trust. The Northeast in general is pretty intense, but guess what? Trusting's a hard thing because when you're having a hard time trusting people, generally you're going to have a hard time trusting the Lord. Trust, being trustworthy is important, right? I tell my staff all the time, I said, look, I trust you, and that's a million-dollar check. I really mean that, because if I can't trust you, it's very hard for us to move forward together. Trust is everything, right? And as we look at our lives, we know who's, if I said to you, tell me who is really trustworthy in your life, hopefully there's one or two people, right? Maybe there's a mom and dad, maybe not, Right? <clears throat> we have a lot of interns, a lot of people helping out the church, a lot of people growing in the ministry that I've helped mentor. But you know what's funny is, where do you trust people sometimes? We have a guy that I love, and he goes on the streets, he sees miracles, he posts videos of them. I mean, I love the guy. And he started serving in my home, and he's like helping lead one of our churches. I mean, he's doing a great job, but the other day he picked me up from the airport. I gotta tell you, friends, he wasn't the best driver. He was, all right, he was a bad driver. And you know what I realized? Like, bro, I just don't trust you in this area. It's like pilots. Like, I'm really good at so many things in life. You don't want me flying your plane? I'm way too excited. I'm way too emotional about things. You want, like, the boring dude. You know what I mean? Like, the steady, like, you know he ain't going to crash this thing. Like, I didn't want him driving me anymore. Way too breaky, way too distracted. I'm like, dude, it, I just had to take over the wheel. It wasn't, tr I couldn't trust him in that area, right? And trust is so difficult because it's hard, right? I know somebody one time came to my office, they just didn't trust anybody. They've been so hurt by people, right? They've been hurt, they've been violated, they've been abused, they've been, you know, rejected, they've been betrayed. And I said, look, here's the challenge. You can't break through to God because the people that have hurt you, you now are treating the Lord like he's not trustworthy. 
And the thing I want to tell you today is God's never going to let you down, right? If there's anybody that's trustworthy, his name's Jesus. And sometimes I may not even trust you, whoever you are, but I have to trust the Jesus in you. And when we have a hard time trusting people, a lot of times we have a hard time trusting God. I want to show you a scripture today, Philippians 1.6. Love this scripture, really spoke to me this morning. But Philippians 1.6 makes it very clear that he, being confident in this very thing, that he that began a good work is what? Is faithful. And he will complete it until a day of Jesus Christ. Just say he is faithful. Man, everything hinges on that. He's faithful. What does that mean? He's never going to let you down. People may not be trustworthy, but God is absolutely trustworthy. I woke up one Sunday morning many years ago. I was ready for the message. I was ready for church. And the Lord said something so clear to me. He said, James, I want you to begin to trust me beyond your level of understanding. Ooh, that's tough. What does that mean, right? I mean, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. So what is my saying? I'm saying to you today, God wants you, you watching right now. He wants you to trust him beyond your level of understanding. He wants you to begin to say, I trust you. I may not know, right? But I trust you. You know, something I love having kids. Our children are little. And I, I noticed something about uh, one of my boys, right? My, boy, my son, Luke. He's very bold, right? He's very, like, like, just courageous. But you know what I realized? He's, like, very bold and courageous when dad's around. It's like, I used to think he was always this way. Then I realized he does it when I'm there. I mean, the kid, I mean, if I show up, he'll, like, want to jump off a building. I mean, the kid is, like, so daring. And then it dawned on me. He's trusting right? He's trusting that his dad's there and that he's going to be okay. We should have the same confidence when our father's with us, right? Because he is. We should have the same, you know, I'm not saying jump off building. My point is we should have the same confidence in life. We should have the same trust in life that he that began a work, he's what? He's faithful, right? Because the thing that we have to understand is somebody's going to be in control, right? Who's in control? Come on, where are my control freaks at? You're, you're going to grow increasingly frustrated when you're determined to control the process. I've told, I've told people for years as a pastor, don't get mad at God when you live in a dry place because you've rejected his principles for living. Right? So many of us, we're in a place, you realize you put yourself on that timeout. And how did you put yourself on the timeout? Because you're not trusting. You want to control the process. I see it all the time. It ain't, things aren't working in my life, pastor. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's time to go. Uh, go where? And do what? Well, I just, there's a new season then. Oh, can I teach you guys something about transition? Right? You go from glory to glory. People say, man, pastor, I just know, you know, I remember one time we had such a powerful service. And again, the perils of being a pastor in a revival church. I remember one Sunday morning, we had such a move of God. It was so powerful. The presence was moving and miracles were happening. And I mean, whoo, it was a charge. I walked away from that service just shaking my head. 
I got a call the next day from someone. Pastor, hey, how are you, girl? Oh, man, I'm in that service yesterday. And I'm like, I know. Wasn't it amazing? And she goes, yeah, I'm here to tell you I'm leaving the church. Wait, what? Yeah, it was so powerful that in that atmosphere, I just knew God was like, go. Wait, what? I said, where are you going? Well, you know. You know, it's faith. Oh, friends, I had to have a pastoral conversation. You know what I said to her? I said, look, we love you. But don't you dare hang up this phone and think that you're a woman of faith, because you're not. God brings you from glory to glory. You, listen to me carefully. You never leave something. You always go to something else. And if you want to make healthy decisions in life, go to something greater, Right? We're so moved by, and, and what happened in the meeting is people are just having such an experience with God that they just, they're just confused, right? They're just like, ah, 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 maybe I gotta do something. Or I've had many times people go, I gotta go, I'm gonna go plant a church. I've had dozens of these young men. I'm like, are you sure right now? You wanna go? I gotta go, I'm gonna do what you did, pastor. And then they all sit in front of me years later and go, yeah, I shouldn't have left. I should have waited a couple years. But you get caught up in the moment. We don't leave stuff, right? We got to stop being moved by like, ah, either anger or super joy. We got to trust. Who's controlling the process? What are we doing? Are we moving to something greater? Or are we just like bailing out because we're frustrated? Because what people have to do, they're so, they try to control so much that if we're going to be people of faith, hear me clearly. If we're going to be people of faith, we have to be okay living with mystery. Right? What does that mean? I, what did Jehovah's say? I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. We have to be okay living with mystery. If you, you can't, you're going to have your control or you're going to have faith and trust, right? Because faith is the evidence and the substance of things not seen, right? And things hoped for. So you're going to control the process or you're going to have faith. You can't have both. Pick one right? Don't control the process. It's trust. It's, it's, I'm trusting you that he that began a good work is faithful. I'm trusting you that if you spoke the word, everything you said is going to come to pass. And we have to be okay living with uncertainty and mystery at any given moment. I don't know. Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. You may not know. Everything is a step of faith. Man, I feel like this broadcast is an answer to prayer. We are like barely into week two. It's a step of faith, right? We're stepping out in the unknown. I'm excited. People rising up, partnering with us, believing in the mission. Listen, it's all faith. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? No one's going to show up to you and say, here's the million dollar check, go do something for TV. That rarely happens. But it's a step of faith where God gives you the word and he lines things up in favor after favor and you go... I'm okay with not knowing. I'm okay with, let's just go. And you may be in a frustrated process in your life, right? The word the Lord gave me last week was, you're frustrated because you're still in control. What does that mean? I feel vulnerable. That's a great place to be with the Lord. I don't know what's going to happen. That's why we're here talking about trust today. What is tomorrow going to hold for me? Who knows? But guess what? Our God's faithful. He is faithful. 
You know, when you go to Hebrews 11, there's an amazing scripture, and it said, Sarah, right? When she was past childbirth age, uh, she, con- you know, she conceived. Well, if you go all the way back to Genesis, she laughed in God's face at the idea. Remember? Where's Sarah? Oh, she's here in the tent, and, and you're going to have a child. And she laughed, and God was like, why are you, why is she laughing at me? She's like, no, I'm not. And God's like, yes, you are. And this is like, what, are we 12? She's arguing with the Lord because she was so old that she couldn't bear a child, and she was like done with it. But yet you read in Hebrews 11, and here's what the verse said. Sarah conceived a child when she considered him faithful. Ah, that's so amazing. When she considered him faithful. You want to end the barren areas of your life? Consider him faithful. That's what trusting is. You read Hebrews 11 in Genesis, you think it's a different person, but it's not. And I believe at your worst moment, that's not who you are either. Because you are being prepared for a turnaround. But that word that we need today, the word of the Lord for you, is trust. Are we willing to trust and not know? Are we willing to stand in the midst of uncertainty and mystery and say, God, I trust. I trust you. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's in your hands. I know that you're calling me to greater, but you make a way when there's no way. I don't know where, you know, maybe you haven't seen your healing in your body. You know he's a miracle worker. God is our healer. Maybe you haven't seen that miracle manifest. Doesn't mean he didn't die on the cross for it. Doesn't mean it didn't come from the pit of hell. Doesn't mean he gave you all power and authority over these things. But we can't be moved by what we see and feel. We have to be moved by what we believe. And what I believe is he is real. He rose from the dead. And everything he said he will do, he will do. One of the greatest keys of walking in victory is being thankful. Oh, it's a secret weapon. It's to live in thanksgiving. And I believe it's accessible to all of us, and it is a hope stealer when we don't. The enemy wants you to be frustrated. Coming up next, we're going to talk about how you can be thankful and how we can walk in victory. You're rocking with Breaking Through. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire preparing for an end-time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autographed copy. Log on to jameslevac.org and get your copy today. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Man, what are we talking about today? We're talking about trust. Man, we all need this message, really, because we all, at any given moment, man, we're living with things that we're believing God to have come to pass, right? Maybe you have children that you know you raised right, but they're not serving God right now. Maybe they're not living for God's best. Guess what? You stand on those promises, and you know what our trust has to be in? Has to be in the Lord, right? Can't be in ourselves. Has to be in the Father. The one we know is true. And I see, a lot of, I see it a lot of times with children, right? As a pastor, you see people come in, they have a baby, they want me to bless the baby in the hospital, which I love doing. Pray over a baby, man, bless it. You know, and then they want to do a dedication. We believe in dedication. And, and we'll have a service at the church where we're like, you know, you know, just like Hannah did, and we hold the baby and pray for the baby. And really, it's a parent dedication that you're going to raise your child in the ways of God. And I love it, right? We get excited. Sometimes I'll write a letter prophetically for the, the mom or dad. And, and you know what happens? And then the child grows up. And guess what? 
there's a moment where the child is a little trying to figure God out, right? Maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe they're giving into temptation at school. Maybe they're misbehaving. And you got to remind the parents, like, you, we raise our child the way they should go. They're not going to depart. Remember when you dedicated them? Remember when we prayed for them in the hospital? Well, we're standing on that word. And guess what? Maybe you have grandkids. Maybe those kids get older and they're just not walking in the way that you raise them. My word for you is trust. Stop trying to be the Holy Spirit mom. Stop trying to be the helicopter Holy Ghost. Trust. You're trusting that he that began a good work is faithful. You're trusting that you raised them right and it will happen. You, so you frustrated today? Maybe you're watching and you're like, man, I have a child. I have a son. I have a grandkid. I know that, you know, they're not walking the way God is in. Lay them down. Let go. Trust. Put them in the Father's hands. Some of you, and I see this happen all the time. God makes it so you can't get involved. Come on. <laughs> like it's out of your control. And that's a beautiful thing because we got to trust. We got to constantly lay our children at the altar and lay our grandkids and lay our family members, right? Come on now and lay, you know, and we got to say, God, I trust you with them. I can't do it, but you can. I may not know, but you know. And that's the beauty of trust, right? I want to talk about one of the biggest secret weapons in breakthrough. It is Thanksgiving. Come on, gobble, gobble. Oh, I'm so ready for Turkey Day. But we're not there yet. But we got to live in Thanksgiving. We got to live in, 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 in the, 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 the cloak of Thanksgiving. If I did something, say I gave you a gift, right? Say you came over to my house or I came to visit you and I was like, here, I want to give you a gift. What is the first thing that you would do? What's your gut reaction? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, why? Because that's your natural reaction. But the challenge is, that's an appropriate reaction. But the challenge is that's your reaction after you got something. Right? Why wait? See, the way Thanksgiving works in the spirit realm, in faith, you don't wait for something. Right? Come on. I'm telling, teaching you keys to kingdom breakthrough right now. We don't wait for it. We give him glory before it comes. Oh, man. We give him praise before it comes. We give him thanksgiving before it comes. I want to show uh, two scriptures here that really impacted my heart that I wanted to share to you today. The first one is 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, Rejoice always. You know what that means? Always. You know what that means? Always. You know what that means? You know it. Always rejoice. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you two things. Three, always rejoice. Pray nonstop. And the third thing, give thanks because it's God's will for you. This is like before the promise comes. Give thanks in all things. What does that all things mean? Everything. What in your life what in your life do you need to give God thanks for? I'm going to just tell you right now, it's everything. What does that mean? Father, I know my kids are not serving you the way they should. 
I know that they're not living right, but I thank you for them. I thank you that your hand is upon them. I thank you that you are moving in their life in ways I cannot see. I thank you that, that my blood is in them and they are marked for destiny. And everywhere that child goes, God is with them. I thank you that your hand is upon them. That's what it looks like to give thanks. Just thank him, thank him, thank him. Every prayer, thank him. Every situation, thank him. Every circumstance, thank him. It's a key to breakthrough because your natural reaction when things aren't working out, complain, right? Come on. Man, if, if I could wear a costume at church, sometimes I sneak in and people don't hear me or see me. You hear conversations, you pick stuff up. A lot of mumbling, a lot of complaining, a lot of grumbling. Girl, this happened and this is going on and I don't have a job and my foot hurts and my dog bit my knee and, you know, my bills are due and, you know, Aunt Kathy stole my chair. I mean, look, we all got reasons to be frustrated. But what you're doing is when you complain, you're giving thanks to the devil. Hear me clearly. When you complain, you're giving thanks to the devil. I'm not using my words to line up with his agenda. What he wants to do, he has no power. I'm going to use my words for thanksgiving. I want to use my words to build up my heart in holy faith. So whatever you're facing right now, give God thanks. It's his will for you. The next scripture I want to look at, which I love, is Colossians chapter 3. I believe in this scripture is such breakthrough for us today. Colossians chapter 3, here we go. Verse 15 says this, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body. And what? Be thankful. Two big keys here for you. Number one, let the peace of God reign in your hearts. Number two, be thankful. Come on. You know what that is? Give thanks with a great, man, give thanks with any heart. Be thankful. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. That's difficult, right? Because when we don't feel like there's peace is when we need to give thanks. When we don't have the breakthrough, that's when we give thanks. I remember my wife and I, my wife, yes, my wife and I, uh, we got married. We had like $75,000 worth of debt. And I was in a meeting and the man of God was like, look, we're going to do a debt cancellation service. And I was I never heard of such a thing. Like, what are you talking about? And he said, tomorrow night, God's going to cancel debts. I, I never, ever heard of such a thing. And he said, bring something that represents your debt and bring a seed to sow. Man, that was so hard for me to understand. So why am I gonna, first of all, I, I got myself into debt. What's going on? Did I do something wrong? You know, we don't really believe he's that powerful. And then sow a seed. And I'm sitting here struggling like, oh, man, what am I going to do? My wife, man, lock right in. You know, she was believing for um, some school debt. So she brought her tassel, you know, just a couple things that she was like wanting to get out of debt. And I felt like so unprepared. I, we, we actually weren't married. I think we were engaged. And we went to the service and I'm looking at her like, yo, you serious about this? So I had to like scramble around, try to find something to like get out of debt with. And can I tell you, she sewed radically. I sewed. I'm like, man, this woman is a woman of faith that I'm about to marry. And within one year, our first year of marriage, we saw every single ounce of debt cleared and we had no extra income. It was just miracle after miracle. That service, I watched people walk out of that building. People were paying off their mortgages in the parking lot. People were getting millions of dollars of medical bills, you know, paid off. It, it was so amazing to me because I couldn't understand. I'm bogged down with debt. I'm frustrated by it. What are you going to do? 
Are we going to believe that we're just done and doomed? Are we going to sow a seed and believe for breakthrough? Being debt free, living free, living on purpose for God. You know, and all that money you're paying towards extra bills, man, we sow it to the kingdom. We're feeding the poor every day in our ministry. We are. And we're doing all these things for God. We're getting the gospel out around the world. Man, that's the things we want to put our money towards, not just debt. And if we don't get over that mental block, some of you, all you're doing is complaining about debt. You're so frustrated with what you don't have. You're so frustrated with what's not working in your life. And God is saying, forget that. So believe, pray, give, confess, be thankful. Those are keys for breakthrough. Um, you know, the bottom line is you, you watching. Man, you're a gift to this earth. God wants you to change this globe for him. He filled you with his Holy Spirit for that reason. That's why Christ lives in you. And if you need peace, you can't find it any other way but the cross. I want to tell you a quick story. There was a young man I know, and he, he passed away. It was so sad. I remember teaching him in Sunday school. His name was Richard. And I saw him a week before he died. He, you know, he went to Bible school, tried his best, man. He was like about to be a youth uh, leader and working his way up to be a pastor or whatever. I saw him on a Sunday um, at a restaurant. He came up. He said, James, I haven't seen you so long, Pastor. Man, I want the fire you have. I wish I left and just did ministry like you. And I said, man, look, in a couple of days we'll get together. I want to pray for you. God's going to use you. He's going to redeem the time, Richard. Don't worry about it. God is with you. He was like 23 years old. Well, the next day he died. They found him uh, on the side of the road in a car wreck. He was on life support. It was tragic. I mean, here's this kid, 23 years old, you know, with all this future ahead of him. And it was sad. We tried to pray for him and believe, and ultimately he died. I remember having the privilege of speaking at his funeral, and it was packed, hundreds and hundreds of people. And they started singing, right? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everybody's in their seats, sad, trying their best to sing. And one little woman broke out, went down to the front, lifted her hands right in front of that casket and just started dancing. You give and take away. It was his mom. And at that moment, I thought, you know, only in Christianity can you lose your 23-year-old and just give God thanks either way. Come on. That's the, that's the key of thanksgiving. And that's the whole key of trust, right? He knows. We don't know, but he knows. We may not know, but he does. And when I saw that, I realized that, man, nothing. We can face nothing in life that we just can't be thankful for, right? We can't live reaction all the time. We can't live so frustrated all the time. Why things aren't happening? Why things are this way? I'm telling you today, God wants to use your circumstances for his glory. And I want to pray for you. I feel like today God prophetically has sent me here. Some of you are watching. You're frustrated. You're weary. Let's be honest. There's things that, have, that you've been hurting over, and God wants me here to encourage your heart, to pray for you, that there would be a new connection of trust today, that as you're watching this broadcast, there's going to be a new anointing on you, and God's going to, the, the, the lies of the enemy are about to be broken. And if that's you, if you're like, Pastor, pray for me. I want to see trust again established in my life. I want to learn to be thankful. Stretch your hands towards the screen with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power at work in our lives. And I break off the weariness. I break off the heaviness. And I release your presence and your power in those homes now in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Come on, open your mouth and so just give them thanks. Who cares who's watching? God, we thank you. Come on, you're worthy. You're faithful. You will do everything you said you would do. Come on, lift your voices in your home. Use the weapon 
weapon of thanksgiving to see the lies of the enemy broken. God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you that every word you said will come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, give him glory like he did it for you. I know he will. Thank you for tuning in today. I believe it is a day of encouragement for you and breakthrough. We love you. See you next time.